Today's Hope FM Breakfast Show is brought to you by Ace Office. For business supplies and office furnishing, visit ace-office.co.uk. Well, now, Alina Warburton was devastated uh, by the way uh, street dogs are treated in Sri Lanka, leading her to form a new charity, Lucas Helps Dogs, to help the six million dogs in Sri Lanka that are not really properly cared for at all. Those dogs need amazing help and support. Well, good morning to you, Alina. Good morning. Thank you for having me. Now, Alina, obviously you're from the Czech Republic and and your your charity is focused in the country of Sri Lanka. How did this whole interest in, well, I suppose it was horror really is, is the best way of describing it with dogs in Sri Lanka. How did it all start for you? Well, it started in 2019. I went to Sri Lanka for my honeymoon and I knew there were loads of street dogs, but I didn't know how bad the situation was. And I was heartbroken. I spent half of my honeymoon crying and I just couldn't leave the country without doing something. So what did you see? Did you see literally hundreds of dogs roaming the streets? Hundreds of dogs roaming the streets, malnourished, hurt, with terrible skin conditions, being extremely mistreated uh, by the local people who don't like them. I saw a waiter in the restaurant very brutally kicking a pregnant dog. I saw a dog which instead of its collar, it had a barbed wire around its neck and it's just the more I saw the more horrified I was and I mean I know this is a bit of a stupid question really but you are a dog lover obviously oh my god dogs are my passion generally I love all animals but yeah dogs and cats especially do you have some of your own yes I have a one rescue dog and I've got two cats which one of the cats is actually from Sri Lanka oh fantastic so it's an adopted cat then he is. I brought him over last time. I just fell in love with him. He's a little disabled wobbly cat <laughs> and I just couldn't leave him behind. So I brought him home with me. Now, of course, it's one thing being moved and as clearly you were. And I hope it didn't completely spoil your honeymoon. Um, but um, you came back and of course, it's what's, what to do. Where did you start? Well, it all started... With the dog collars, actually, because I learned that the local people who actually care for the dogs don't even have like the basic accessories like collars and leads. So I decided to buy some collars and then I was like, oh, maybe I could actually make them. So I started to make collars for the dogs just to donate to the locals. And then some of my friends really liked the colors so they wanted to buy them of me and I was like oh maybe if I sell them I can raise money and help more and that's how it all started with basically one dog collar and slowly the charity charity started from there. Now obviously in Sri Lanka it's a very poor country and uh, obviously I mean millions of dogs aren't there I mean there are estimated about six million dogs. Nobody knows the exact number. So the really the only way to help them is actually stop them from being born, which means doing spare neuter on a regular basis to decrease the population of the dogs and, and decrease the suffering. Now, when you started to make the collars and, and so on, how did you get them used in Sri Lanka? That would have would be, also been a challenge, wouldn't it? It actually wasn't because after I came back from my honeymoon, I very quickly decided to go back to Sri Lanka. So I 
because I wanted to do some further research to see where we can actually help and how to go about it. So I went back volunteering with a big German shelter slash hospital. So I brought I think around 150 callers to them, which some I donated to them because they work with the local people. And also when we were just walking around uh, visiting people, we started to give the callers away. Oh, fantastic. And how did, how did they react whenever you arrived at the, you know, at the other charity with all of these callers? They actually, because my colors are very colorful and very different than your normal color you can buy in a pet shop. They were actually very surprised and they liked them. And Sri Lanka in general is a very colorful country. So bringing a very colorful handmade colors, everybody actually, actually loves them. And when I went back uh, in February of this year, it was great to actually see dogs on the street wearing my colors. <laughs> <laughs> now, obviously, you then formed a charity. Uh, and I'm intrigued with the name of the charity, actually. You know, Lucas Helps Dogs. How, how did you come up with that? Okay, Lucas was my actually rescue dog whom I rescued from the Czech Republic and he was he was blind and he was just an absolute inspiration he went through loads of hardships in his life before I saved him and he was just a little trooper and he he was diagnosed with a brain tumour. He was given only three months to live. He actually lived for another two years. And he he just went against all odds. And when he crossed the Rainbow Bridge, I said that in his name, I will save as many dogs as I can. So that's why the charity is called Lucas Helps Dogs. <laughs> now, of course, not only did, uh, did you need the name for the charity, but you, need, you needed trustees. And I guess you needed to share the vision, you know, of, of the plight of dogs in Sri Lanka. How did you go about that? Well, the first trustee of the charity was actually my best friend. Who, Good place to start. <laughs> yes, exactly. Who also loves dogs. And she went with me for my first volunteering trip in Sri Lanka. So she saw it. And she was straight away up for it. Then the second one was my other friend who uh, also loves dogs. And also she's an accountant. And so I knew I would have help then doing all the accounts. <laughs> <laughs> and then our third trustee is my other friend, Laura, who I actually met her through the charity. So she joined the charity year and a half ago as a trustee. She's got her own uh, rescue dog from Sri Lanka at home. She went to Sri Lanka a few times and she's just the biggest dog lover you can think of. And she just fitted in like a dream and I can't imagine actually running the charity without her. Well, that's uh, Rufus Wynn right there with Hallelujah, which in fact, you walked up the aisle with that, did you? Or walked down the aisle with that, Alina? I did walk down the aisle, now, yes. Obviously, <laughs> you, you, uh, we were just talking about your husband off air there, and uh, uh, how, does he, how did he react to your passion, your he, heart being broken, actually? <laughs> well, his heart was broken too. Uh, he is a massive dog lover and he is definitely my biggest supporter. I would not be able to run the charity without him. He helps where he can. His company 
financially support the charity. He stays at home and I go to Sri Lanka to look after our dog and the cats. So he's just amazing. So he's he's a real stay. The, he the, is. The power yeah. behind the throat. Yeah. <laughs> he definitely is. <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, obviously um, you, you made the collars and so on, but you wanted to do something a little bit more, uh, you know, I suppose in direct support of the dogs. Um, how did you come up with knowing what to do? Well, because I knew we can't save and rehome all the six million dogs. So through doing research and talking with other charities and other people who work there with dogs, we established that really the only way how to help is to stop the population of the dogs growing. So that's when the decision was made to start raising money and do spay and neuter and vaccination clinics, especially in the more remote areas where there are no other charities operating. There are some charities in Sri Lanka, but they are mostly based on the south coast where there is most tourists. So we decided to focus on the areas where nobody else is doing that, yes. Mm -hmm. And of course, it makes me think about all those starfish, you know, that story of the starfish and uh, little boy is walking on the beach and he he sees these hundreds and hundreds of starfish all stranded, you know, and he picks up one and he throws it back into the ocean. And uh, and we said, what are you doing that for? You you know, you're not making much of a difference here. He says, well, it's making a difference to this one as he threw it back in. And of course, you know, uh, all things have to start small, don't they? Exactly. And we actually, for being such a small charity, we are already making difference because uh, in February of this year, we went to Sri Lanka to do our first spay and neuter clinic. And we funded uh, 50 dogs to be castrated. And then our wonderful friends and supporters from Germany followed our lead and went and sponsored another clinic. And... In that small mountain town, you can already see that the population decreased and there are no more new puppies being born in the town. So like two spare neuter clinics already have made a difference. And of course, you've said there about your German friends who came along. And I guess that, you know, here in the United Kingdom, uh, and I don't know what it's like in the Czech Republic, but but actually there, there are millions of people who love dogs. Oh, yeah. In the Czech Republic, we are also a nation, a nation of, dog, of lovers. dog lovers. Yes, we are. And to be honest, I've got friends from all over Europe, which we are actually connected through the love for dogs. So they all support us. They all help us. We work together. And it's absolutely amazing because I've met so many amazing, inspirational people through the charity. Now, when you first contacted me, or your friend uh, contacted me, you sent these wonderful photographs. Well, I'm saying wonderful photographs. They're quite heartbreaking photographs of of, of the dogs. Uh, How do you communicate? Have you got a website? Yes, we have a website, which is www.lucashelpsdogs.com, where we share uh, what we do. There is also a donate button where you can click and donate. But we are also very active on Instagram where we post They're something. little videos and things. Yes, exactly. We post something every single day about what we do, about our events, about our fundraising activities, about our plans. And obviously when we are in Sri Lanka, we just post every day about what we do, what we are achieving. And, and actually, I mean, anybody looking at these photographs, 
photographs are, are, are reading the sort of you know what you've written about them and about the work you're doing it just breaks your heart doesn't it it does and to be honest I saw things in Sri Lanka I never wanted to see but you kind of have to build the emotional wall and just do what you have to do because I always try to look at the bigger picture about what we can achieve and We've only, I've only started the charity in 2019 and then obviously COVID. And of course COVID, yeah. Yeah, we mm-hmm. couldn't do anything no. for two years. But the la- past 12 months, we have done so much and we have achieved so much and people have been so generous with their financial support. So I know when we go to Sri Lanka in January, we can do so much more and I'm so excited about it and it just makes me really happy. Now, you've just said it there, you've got this other big trip coming up. What's going to be the focus of this trip? Okay, the main focus of the trip is doing a mass spay and neuter in the mountain towns. We were aiming to castrate and vaccinate against rabies 500 dogs. Unfortunately, uh, the economical crisis and the soaring inflation just put the cost so high that at the moment we only have money to do 250 dogs, so which you, is still amazing. But that's the main focus on the trip, of, mm. of the trip. So if people wanted to help, obviously they can help financially. Um, in the longer term, would you like to take people out to Sri Lanka to see for themselves? Oh, we would love to have volunteers. To be honest, going to Sri Lanka with us would be amazing because we always need the extra helping hands. But also, we would like volunteers here in the UK because we spend most of our weekends at events and festivals doing fundraising. And it's only really the three of us doing that and we all work full-time. So we do it alongside our full-time jobs. We would love to have volunteers who may do the fundraising, who may uh, post about us on their Facebook, Instagram. Share our share. The just pictures share that everywhere. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, go viral. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but also, I think one thing our charity is quite unique uh, in is, I mentioned the colours. I make the colours also to sell and that's how we raise loads of money. Uh, so people can actually purchase handmade colours and 100% of the proceeds go to help the dogs. So not only that you're dog would have a wonderful very unique colour but also it helps other dogs in Sri Lanka So finally if people want to help the best thing to do is to go to your website Exactly, and then I guess you can link to your social media and so on from yes. there. Yes, on our website there is a link to our Instagram, our Facebook. There is photos of the colors people can purchase. There is also, like I mentioned before, the donate button. You can donate using your credit card. Buy some of those colors. Buy some of the colors. Yes. <laughs> so that's www.lucashelpsdogs.com. That's Daddy's answer. Lucas is L-U-C-A-S. Lucashelpsdogs.com. Alina, thank you so much. And then after. After you come back from your next trip, you'll have to come back on again and tell us how it all went. Oh, I would absolutely love that. Thank you so much for having me. It's just such a great thing for our small charity. Thank oh, you. Fantastic. And, and anybody, I, I know people do love uh, do love dogs, but, uh, but as well as your own uh, pet or whatever, then this is a wonderful way of helping dogs that are in real plight, actually, you know, in the, in the country of Sri Lanka.